Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome in to the Scravy Show. I'm Matt Scravy. If you didn't know, I mean, I was just on. So I think you may know that my voice is coming from Matt Scravy. I'm already being weird on this show. Today has been kind of a weird day. I got to say, it's been fun. We had a really fun show with uh, Tony and Chris, but... I really uh, don't feel like people are listening to me about this whole Roomba situation. So do your own research, everyone. Do your own research out there because that is something that you need to know about. Uh, today on The Scraby Show, we're going to do the news of the day, which, again, it is very slow news day for all of sports, really. So I have a few stories that we're going to talk about. Also, there was a tweet or an X post that I saw earlier from a Padres uh, fan. And they listed some of the rankings of the top 100 uh, Padres players year by year. So we'll go through that, and uh, I will give congratulations to the fan that did this because it was it was good stuff. And then we're going to have the daily gripe at the end of the show. We also have some uh, different trade rumors going on. But I got to say about these NFL playoffs, before we get into the news of the day, the, the NFL playoffs is um, obviously one of the better sporting events around the world. But I got to say, I'm really, 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 really excited for this weekend's playoffs. There's a couple new teams. You got the Texans with CJ Stroud. You got the, the Packers with Jordan Love. You got you got a lot of teams that you just didn't really expect to be there. And I like to see the different teams. I really do. I want to see the Texans in the playoffs because now the Patriots aren't in the playoffs anymore. The Titans aren't in the playoffs anymore. And I like seeing different teams. That's why I like the college football playoff this year because we saw Washington, we saw Michigan, we saw Alabama and Georgia. Not Georgia. Um, we saw Alabama. And why am I forgetting the third team? It doesn't really matter. Ohio State, I think. Anyway. I like that there was different teams, and I like that the championship game was uh, Michigan and Washington because you don't get you get that matchup often, and you don't get these matchups often as well. I took a lot of heat earlier because uh, – oh, thank you, a random hand. It was Texas, not Ohio State. They got snubbed, so thank you. If you want to watch me on YouTube or if you want to listen to the show on YouTube, you can. You just need to search 97.3 The Fan, and you can go to the live section and click on that. You could also chat – which is where I get most of the comments from all of you out there. So the chat on YouTube or Facebook is the best way to go about it. But anyway, I took a lot of heat earlier for my opinion that Brock Purdy was the number three quarterback in the playoffs right now. And I took a lot of heat because I put him ahead of Josh Allen and 
I really don't understand why it's so crazy to think that Brock Purdy is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. Now, physical talent-wise, I know that Josh Allen is a better quarterback in that regard. He has the size, he has the speed, he's got the arm, but he's also a gunslinger. And you know what happens with gunslingers. They turn the ball over a lot. He didn't turn the ball over over the weekend, but I just don't have confidence that Josh Allen's going to be able to go out there and he's going to be able to play a clean game. There's just something about Josh Allen that sometimes he like he has these great plays like the the run that he had, the 52-yard run. He had a great run, but then there will be a play like two plays later or whenever he gets back on the field and he's going to be running in circles. He'll throw an interception. He'll throw a bad interception. Uh, when they played the Dolphins for the division, he opened up the game with a couple bad interceptions. So that is the reason I put Josh Allen lower than Brock Purdy. And no, Yvette, it's not because I'm a Niners fan. I am actually harder on my team than I am on other teams. And Brock Purdy has done pretty well this year. And I don't think that Brock Purdy, it's crazy to say he's a good quarterback, because Brock Purdy, let, I mean, you still have to be the guy to lead a team to the playoffs. And he was that guy. I know he has Christian McCaffrey. I know he has Debo. But I really think that uh, Brock Purdy should be getting a little bit more respect here. And uh, Brock Purdy is someone I I want as my quarterback because he doesn't turn over the ball. He uh, threw for 4,280 yards this year, Brock Purdy, 31 touchdowns, which is third in football, and he only threw 11 interceptions. And his quarterback rating in the entire NFL was the highest. So I I know you can say game manager, and I know that you could say that he has a great team around him. But when Brock Purdy's doing stuff that Joe Montana has never done for the organization or Steve Young has ever done for the organization, then I think you're doing something right. And I think he needs a little bit more respect. It's 70% completion percentage. I mean, I can't really remember before before the last couple of years, I can't even remember a, a 49ers quarterback throwing for 4,280 yards or more. So I think that Brock Purdy definitely deserves to be on this list. Um, all right. I, I got to do this. I keep putting it off because there's literally no news. So let's get into our news of the day. And I'm going to bring up the news that we just talked about in the show a little bit ago on Gwen and Chris. And that would be an athletic article from Ken Rosenthal and co. And he was writing about the Astros making a push for Josh Hader uh, we'll get into that in just a second in a separate news story because the Astros going after Josh Hader uh, doesn't make sense to me because of the price tag. And so because uh, the Astros, they, they definitely spend money, but they're not some it doesn't seem like a team that would spend one hundred million dollars on a closer. Anyway, the, the number one news story would be after last season. And this is from The Athletic. After last season's trade deadline, owner Jim Crane of the Astros acknowledged the team pursued both a starter and reliever from the Padres, but the duo never got on the board. Though he did not name them, Crane presumably met Hader and Blake Snell, neither of whom changed teams. I find like this is uh, a little uh, a little bit of an insight into what was going on in the front office with the Padres because we don't know how much he pursued them. It could have been a phone call to AJ Preller in the the front office of the Padres and say, Hey, are Josh Hader or Blake Snell available? No. Okay. It could have been that, or it could have been something more involved. 
like when uh, Ken Rosenthal wrote, the team pursued. Pursued, and what you say and what you write does carry a lot of weight. Pursued means they went for it a little bit more than just checking in on. And uh, last year at the All-Star break, or around the trade deadline, there was the big question, are the Padres going to buy or are the Padres going to sell? And the Padres took in Garrett Cooper, and they, they made some other small trades, but... I think that uh, this tells me where their mindset was, is that in the middle of the season, they still believed in what the Padres could do uh, in the second half or after the trade deadline. Because if you're thinking that your team's not going to be able to go to the playoffs, and if you think your team is just kind of going to be middling down the rest of the year, I think I think that uh, it tells you that they really believe that the Padres could make a run here at the end of the season. And so it's, it's interesting. I like hearing these insiders things like this, because these are the news stories that we never get, that never get reported. And also it's like some of these things, Jim crane, you know, it may have just been been between him and AJ. And so we finally find out some of these things that happen around the trade deadline, but the answer for whether or not the Padres were buyers or sellers of the deadline was apparently they were going to be, not sellers, they weren't really buyers. I mean, they did bring in some guys, but uh, I think that they could have easily turned Blake Snell and they could have easily turned Josh Hader into something that uh, would have been rewarding for them. And who knows where the history of the Padres goes after that. And I'm not talking about a big, um, you know, uh, I'm not talking about like the rest of history, but I'm just talking about the rest of the 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 season, the rest of the offseason. If they bring in some major league ready players they let's say they traded josh Hader away they bring in some major league ready players those guys support juan soto manny machado fernando tetis jr and xander bogarts those guys help them get over the hump they get into the playoffs and maybe the padres aren't trading juan soto in the offseason but this didn't happen so of course we can only speculate on what would have happened but i do think this little news tidbit is pretty interesting because it does show uh, that the Padres stayed put. And now, again, I'm saying that without knowing what was offered. So if something was offered that, you know, was was decent, then um, and, and AJ said no, that tells me something. If nothing was offered and AJ said no, that also tells me something. So if that makes any well, but I think it does. All right, second news story. Dylan Cease, the White Sox pitcher that we've talked about here on the show. And Buster Olney was on his podcast on ESPN, and he said that, that two rival executives believe the Sox are going to hold on to Dylan Cease. Olney said, quote, there's no pressure on them to lower their asking price. They'll get what they want at the trade deadline. So I think that kind of p- takes uh, the Padres out of it because I don't know that the Padres are going to be moving any prospects at the trade deadline. Dylan Cease, great pitcher. I'm not sure that... Uh, the Padres would be able to afford him prospect-wise, uh, player-wise, because they they have a good farm system. We we talked about the top 100 and how the Padres have a bunch of players on it. But I kind of want to see the Padres keep those players for a little bit. I want to see the Padres develop these players a little bit. And if a trade comes along where you need to do it and you need to do it now, then you can. But as we'll get into in the next segment, some of these prospects that the Padres have are just going to be that later on prospects. And so we have the name to prove it. But um, I, I think that uh, I think that um, 
I just think that it's going to be hard for the Padres to be in on the Dylan C stuff. And so someone else is going to overpay for Dylan C at the trade deadline. And someone else is going to have to deal with, um, they're going to have to deal or the, the team taking the prospects away and trading away. Dylan Cease is going to have to hope that some of those hit and uh, not all of them hit, but some of them have to hit. If you're going to trade away a guy like Dylan Cease. Now the third story, it's all going to be about pitching because that's the news today. But the Astros are, quote-unquote, trying to sign top free agent closer Josh Hader, reports The Athletic. We know that Josh Hader is looking for more than five years and $102 million, or at least that's the rumor. Uh, but uh, the complication is that the Astros already have a pretty good closer. So I'm not really sure why they're thinking about bringing in Josh Hader for a lot of money like that. Because Ryan Presley is the current closer for the Astros, and it would be a pretty good move to have two closers, but if you have two dominant closers, I don't really understand why you would want to spend a bunch of money on a guy like Josh Hader when you already have a guy like Ryan Presley. And uh, so I'm not real sure about why the Astros are in on Josh Hader and trying to sign him, because... Maybe they just turn around and and get rid of or trade away Ryan Presley, but I, I don't know. Ryan Presley's been a part of that team for a while now and just came off of, you know, World Series and all that stuff. But uh, it, it is kind of strange to backlog that position, the closer position, because um, we saw it. I mean, you can only get so many wins in a season. You can only have so many save opportunities and Keeping a closer fresh is great, but closers are kind of fresh by nature unless they're saving or coming in every single night, which is not the case usually. But um, Josh Hader may be an Astro. And I say get him out of the NL. I don't want to face Josh Hader. Uh, I'm just hoping that he doesn't go to an NL West team, which it doesn't seem like he's going to go to an NL West team. And I think you know what team I'm talking about. But I just don't want to have to see Josh Hader more than a couple times a year when they have to go play the Astros or when you play them in the playoffs. But put him in the AL, please, so that the Padres don't have to worry about Josh Hader uh, closing games out against them instead of for them. All right, that is the news of the day. You're listening to The Scraby Show here on 97.3 The Fan. And like I said, when we get back, we're going to be talking about some of the prospects over the years. And some of these names are going to uh, surprise you. And some of these names are going to make you laugh. Because when you think about it, prospects are just prospects. So that's what we'll be talking about here on The Scraby Show when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, back here in the Odyssey Palace on 97.3 The Fan, The Scraby Show. I'm Matt Scraby. Thank you for listening to the show and thank you for interacting on YouTube. If you want to watch, you can. You can just go to YouTube, type in 97.3 The Fan, search that. Go to the live section. You can also catch it on Facebook and you can catch it on X as well. Um, we have a couple things to talk about here in the break. Adam Klug, my boss, texted me with a very good point. He was saying, because I was talking about why would they have two closers, the Astros, with Ryan Presley already being there, and then these rumors that the Astros are going to bring in Josh Hader and sign him to a deal as well. So I was like, why would you have two closers? And uh, this was right in front of me, but I needed it spelled out, apparently. Uh, Adam said, Presley in the eighth and Hader in the ninth would be nasty, or vice versa, which it would be nasty. But I would think if you're a closer like Ryan Presley – wouldn't you want to stay a closer? Isn't there more glory in being a closer rather than an eighth inning guy? And I guess you are going to – I guess you can you know, hang your hat on that you're helping your team by getting them through the eighth inning. I feel like that would be uh, – that would, that would uh, rub some guys the wrong way. And it's – I guess not a – it is a demotion in my mind because going from a closer to an eighth inning guy, the closer is what everybody's going to talk about, whether you save the game or you don't save the game. You get praise or you get – trashed on the internet and so i'm not quite sure how they're going to work that out but i will be interested to see what the astros do and again i want josh Hader as far away from the national league as possible so houston and the astros would be great uh, if they could send them to the al i would love that all right let's get to the phones real quick mike called in during the break and has something to say about amazon and no it's not about the roomba but mike thank you for calling in you're on the scraby show what's up Hey, yeah. Hey, I, I, I was listening to, I think you were on um, Chris and Wayne earlier. And, yes. Uh, it's an absolute, I think, uh, 100% deal about Amazon sliding in to uh, be, become a major player in the baseball. And that's because if they're going to be taking over for Valley Sports, mm-hmm. you know that uh, Major League Baseball is cutting them a deal also saying like, hey, yeah, you know, because Amazon has the money. And that's what Valley Sports didn't. Yeah. Valley Sports had the framework. They have, you know, all the the technical stuff. You know, they have the, the, the as they say, good bones. <laughs> so Amazon's just going to slide right in there. And, I, I, you know, they're, they're getting their foot in the door. And, and I honestly believe in a couple of years that they will be a major player. I, I mean, I don't. Just... I, think that, I think that could be a good thing, too, because, okay. you know, how does Scott Burroughs, how does Scott Burroughs know? Oh, yeah, you guys are getting a TV contract. Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't really yeah, know. No. That's that's an interesting question, but he has his sources. That's why he's so good. But I agree with you. I think that this is going to happen in a in a couple of years. I mean, it's already happening. So why wouldn't it just accelerate, right? I think it's a win win for everybody. Really, I mean, he, you know, Amazon stepping up, and all these other teams that you know didn't have a contract anymore. Maybe they got one. But 
I really enjoy you, and I, it's, it's fun to listen to you on your own, man. All right. Thank you, Mike. Hey, I appreciate that. Thanks for calling in. Uh, Anybody can call in 833-288-0973, but I appreciate Mike for calling in and bringing that because, you know, I sit in this room with Chris all day and Chris does not want to do the streaming thing at all. And I understand some of his points, but we will be talking a lot about where sports are going to be offered here in the next two years and the next five years. We're going to be talking about soon and it's already happening. So just just strap in for hot takes on streaming services and what the sports streaming is going to do. I know that seems like a boring topic, but it really affects every single sports fan. If you're listening to this station right now, you in some way like sports. And so you probably watch sports on TV, but now it affects you because you have to go either buy prime or buy Peacock and you have to do all that. So we've already been over that a million times. I don't need to rehash any of that, but thank you for the phone call, Mike. Uh, we will keep on that for everyone. Uh, so this tweet that I was uh, I found this morning, and I'm going to say the 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 fan or the X account is at Padre Fan Dan. Seen his contributions here and there. I uh, came across this, and I thought it was pretty interesting because I remember being we did an all producer show back in, I don't know, 2019, 2020, something like that. Before the pandemic, we did an all-producer show, and it was myself, it was Braden, it was Paul Reindel, and Mookie Betts was still in Boston. And I remember us talking about whether or not the Padres should go all in and get Mookie Betts for the stretch run of that season and or or, or even bring him in in the offseason because uh, Mookie Betts was you know likely going to be out in Boston. And I said, hug all the prospects. Make sure you don't trade him for Mookie Betts. And the reason I said that is because he was going to be a rental. He was not going to be a guy who was going to be a full-season guy at the time that they were talking about trading for him because uh, he uh, was not under contract. He needed to get back under contract. That's why the Red Sox decided to let him go. It was getting a little complicated. They thought they could get some value for him. but So I said, don't trade the prospects because you need these prospects for later. Well, I, I guess I was kind of I was kind of wrong. Uh, in that because this uh, this list kind of proves that I was wrong. And here we go. So at Padre Fan Dan, I guess I will retweet this right now, repost it, at Matt Scraby if you want to look at the full list. But here in 2018 were the top 100 prospects, and I will go from the bottom to the top. And the first one is Anderson Espinosa. He was the 89th ranked Padre tr- prospect in, or it's top 100 prospect of 2018. And we, he's no longer with the team. I know that they tried very hard to get him going, but it didn't work out. And then you have someone who's still with the team, Adrian Morejon. He was the number 50 prospect. So he uh, is, is someone that we've seen, and he's going to play a big role, I think, this season, this coming season. And so he's still is kind of yet to be determined but I will say I wouldn't have been sad to see him go in a in a big trade or anything like that based on what we know now nothing against him as a guy it's just uh, his production hasn't been what I think the Padres may have thought he would be at this point in his career he's also dealt with injury as well so I think it's going to be a huge year for Morihone and then you have at number 42 you have uh, Michelle Baez who's not with the team he had a few goes at it here and there and I uh, don't really know that Michelle Baez had you know enough time to really do anything to endear him to the the Padres fans or the organization 
but he was number 42 in 2018. Then you have Cal Quantrill, number 40 top 100 prospects in 2018. Now, Cal Quantrill was someone that I, I know that our show, Gwen and Chris, and I know that myself, we wanted to keep Cal Quantrill as a part of the Padres or, uh, roster and rotation. But when you think about it now, Cal Quantrill was traded to the Guardians, and he did pretty well. I mean, he's not been bad by any means, but the Guardians decided to DFA him before the year, and so or, or designate or not designate, uh, put him on waivers, and he ended up being claimed by the Rockies. And so now Cal Quantrill is with the Rockies organization, and that seems like a pretty terrible place for someone who's younger and someone who's trying to figure out. Um, how to pitch consistently at the major league level, but Cal Quantrill, who knows where he goes after the Rockies. But I, I think that we kind of saw that the trade of Cal Quantrill over to the Guardians was not a complete and total loss. Number 36, top 100 prospect of 2018, Luis Urias, or Urias, and he was traded to the Brewers. We all know that he's kind of been injured. He's been up and down. He's had some moments. He hasn't had some moments. But I think that that trade right there, I, I'm not mad at that at all. Really not mad at that at all. Because uh, Luis Urias, Urias I, hate, I don't hate the name. I'm just really bad at remembering if it's Urias or Urias. But he is someone that I think all Padres fans were not so sad to see go, unfortunately. I, I feel bad talking about these players like they're just objects, but that's what we're doing right now. And that's what we do in sports talk anyway. Uh, number 19, Mackenzie Gore. He, uh, we, we know what he did with the Padres when he came up and now he's with the Nationals and the jury's still out on him as well. But I think he's in a different class himself because the, uh, the, the hype around him and the, the, the pick, he was in the top five of picks or top 10 of picks in his respective draft year. And he was being credited and he was being, I guess, um, talked about as the next big thing, the next huge, ace pitcher and I don't think we've seen that from him yet and I I think that he still definitely has time to go and become that guy but with what we saw in the minor leagues and what we saw when he was trying to come up through the minor leagues with the struggles that he had in the lost season of 2020 I think that the development of Mackenzie Gore isn't up to where I think the Padres would have wanted him to be if he was still on the team so him going in the trade for Juan Soto it's good. It might hurt later on, but we still don't know what Michael King can do. We still don't know what Drew Thorpe and Brito and Vasquez. We don't know what they can do. So we're we're still kind of figuring out if that was a loss, a huge loss for the Padres to trade away Mackenzie Gore. Now the number eleven top one hundred prospect of twenty eighteen. If you're just tuning in, I'm I'm reading these names because. It just kind of proves that prospects are just that, prospects. And you should trade your prospects if a team's willing to take them for a good major league ready player. But the number 11 player was uh, Francisco, who ended up going to the Rays and then the Guardians. And I honestly don't know where he is right now. So I can say that I actually thought Francisco Mejia was going to be you know, something for the Padres. But he just never really was able to get it all together. He was injured as well. So he is not living up to that 11th ranking in the top 100 prospects of 2018 uh, at this moment. And then number eight, top 100 prospects of 2018, Fernando Tatis Jr. It's it, it's it's not even a, a question. And it's kind of even weird to see him at number eight because he's always been at the top of all the lists that I've ever looked at. So uh, the top 100 contained in 2018 contained two, four, six, eight Padres players, and if we look back at it, we got one, 
Two players on this list are still with the team. Fernando Tatis Jr. and Adrian Morejon. So that kind of tells you that prospects are kind of expendable. And I think uh, I think that you need to keep the guys that you think have the chance to be really great and the other ones you can trade away. Because if someone's willing to take a value on a player that you really don't know what he's going to do, Sometimes you just need to do it and get it over with. And uh, that's what AJ has done a couple times. Now, uh, again, they put one together for 2019, and they have a lot more players. Most of the players are the same, but you have guys like um, uh, you have Tatis at number two, top 100 of 2019. Then you got guys like Chris Paddock, who's number 34. And just a year later, Francisco Mejia dropped all the way down to 26. You also have Luis Patino, who is with the uh, was traded to the Rays, and then he ended up getting dropped by the Rays, going to the White Sox, and then he's now with the Padres again. See what he can do. Uh, you also have Ryan Weathers at ninety three and seventy four would be, I believe, Logan Allen would be the guy that it was the seventy fourth best prospect or top one hundred prospects of twenty nineteen. And uh, so I will give credit to at Padre Fan Dan. They end their tweet with seriously, folks. Moral of the story. Trade the prospects. Now, I am looking at the chat right now. Uh, thank you, Ham, because Mejia apparently signed a minor league contract with the Angels. But uh, the beef on the YouTube chat says, Solace, Merrill, and Leonidas, Leonidas uh, are don't trades. And I, I guarantee you that unless they're going to get another type of Juan Soto player, I don't think Solace is going anywhere. I think he might be, and we've asked this question to people before, but he might be the one player in the entire minor league organization or minor league system for the Padres that they will not trade under any circumstances. He's only 17 and he's already still turning heads each and every day. He is doing things that 17 year olds don't do at the professional baseball level. And Ethan Salas is going to be coming to a major league uh, Padres uniform near you very soon. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but very, very soon, which leads me to believe like Luis Camposano, he's, you know, going to be getting the job this year. He's probably looking over his shoulder a little bit, or maybe he's not. I would if I was him, like not because I'm afraid that he's going to be taking my job, but he's a good baseball player. And as soon as he can play, he's going to be on the big league roster. And as soon as he can contribute to this team, he's going to be on the big league roster. And Luis Campisano may have to take a back seat, but he also has a say in that. Luis Campisano because he can play really well and he can be a great catcher and uh, he can make the Padres and uh, force them into a tough decision on whether or not to you know go with Ethan Salas as the starting catcher or go with Luis Campisano so I'm excited to see what Luis Campisano can do this year too he had some great moments last year injuries really hurt him so hopefully he can stay healthy um, but I think you know those names prove that sometimes prospects are just that, prospects, and you can trade them away. You might lose a good one. You might lose someone that could be someone down the road. But if you want to win now, best way to do it is get a major league ready player. You already know what they can do. And uh, I'm going to thank, again, Padre Fan Dan on X for putting this together so I could talk about it tonight. And good good list. Good list and uh, good thought right there. Good topic for the Scraby Show tonight. I'm Matt Scraby. Thanks for listening on 97.3 The Fan.
I'm on YouTube. If you would like to watch the show, you can go to YouTube and just uh, search uh, yeah, 97.3 The Fan. I've said that so many times today, I feel like I'm saying something wrong. But when we get back, we have our daily gripe. Uh, we also have you know some, uh, I guess, MLB players that are active, and they're the closest to becoming Hall of Fame locks. I came across this earlier, and our guy, Matt Snyder, who joins Quinn and Chris all the time, has a list of active players that are the closest to be being Hall of Famers. So I'll, I'll throw some of those names out there as well when we get back on The Scraby Show on 97.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Final segment of the Scraby Show tonight on 97.3 The Fan. I can't believe it's already Thursday, and I can't believe the show is almost over. But uh, this holiday here on Monday really does um, shorten the week, obviously. Oh, (laughs) duh, Scraby. Having to work one less day in a week is going to shorten the week. Yes, that was said by me. But you know what I'm saying. It's almost Friday. We're almost back to the weekend, almost to the 49ers beating the Packers on uh, on Saturday night. So everybody can look forward to that. So I have the daily gripe here at the end of the show. But before I uh, went to break, I was talking about this list that was put together by Matt Snyder of current Major League Baseball players that are knocking on the doorstep for the Hall of Fame or even some are even a lock for the Hall of Fame already. So I'll just go through the list quickly. Uh, Mookie Betts is his number one, and I can see why, because Mookie Betts is very good. He is he's, he's won an MVP, three second-place finishes. He was um, arguably the best player on both of his World Series teams. He has six gold gloves, six silver sluggers. And if uh, Matt Snyder said, if you look at his war on a per-season basis, he's already the sixth best right fielder all time in war. So Mookie Betts is number one. Uh, Number two, Paul Goldschmidt playing now with the Cardinals, but Goldschmidt, as we know, can hit very well. Um, He had a pretty bad year last year, but he is, uh, he needs to get over 2000 hits, which he can do this year, 
but he needs to get at least close to 1,500 RBI, as Matt Snyder is saying. Uh, if he got 400 homers, he would be able to get into the Hall of Fame for that. Number three, Freddie Freeman. I guess it's enough said. Freddie Freeman's a hitting machine. He went over 2,000 hits last season. He's on pace for over 3,000. Uh, he's the active leader with doubles and runs. And he also has 1,143 RBIs and 321 home runs. Uh, Freddie Freeman is a no-brainer here, even though he plays for the the dreaded Dodgers. Uh, he's a seven-time All-Star. He's been an MVP. So I think there's no argument there with Freddie Freeman. Now, number four, if you're looking at the stats, I'm sure that Chris, um, uh, it, I'm sure that if Chris were here, he would he would scream. Actually, let me play something. Okay, Chris, the number four player on this uh, future Hall of Famer list is Nolan Arenado. Name and logo. There we go. I got Chris's reaction in, but. You know, Nolan Arenado, as much as we give him on this show and we want Manny to win a gold glove over him, he's won 10 gold gloves and six platinum gloves. I think that resume speaks for itself. And uh, he can hit and he can do it all. So Nolan Arenado is someone that's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame, especially when you got 10 gold gloves and six of them platinum. The number five player, Bryce Harper. I'm surprised we haven't seen this one earlier. Um, Bryce Harper is one of those guys who was big-time hype coming out of high school, uh, big-time hype when he got with the Nationals. But he's one of those guys who's lived up to the hype. And I think him, maybe LeBron James, are the only two that have had as much hype around them as they did, and they were able to you know, live up to it, which is, is hard to do because I know that we like to build up people in in our in our lives and in the media and when i know we like to tear him down but no one's been able to tear down bryce harper yet uh he's just been awesome for any team that he's played for he's only 31 he has hit 16 home runs in just 49 playoff games and he's now the you know one of the best first basemen in the league because he's going to be playing first base this year he uh according to matt snyder he needs some more hits his injuries have piled up a little bit which keeps him away from trying to get these milestones of 2000 hits he has 1500 hits just over 1513 so he needs to do some more work and i have no doubt that we're going to be seeing brace harper in the hall of fame later on in um i don't know maybe 15 years from now he's signed through 2031 so he, if he retires in 2031, it'll be 2036. So 12 years from now, 12 years from now. All right, here's why I even brought up the list to begin with in the first place. Manny Machado is the number six on the list of guys that are pretty much surefire Hall of, Fame, Hall of Famers that are active right now. Uh, Matt, Matt Snyder writes that Manny Machado, he had a step back from his usual seasons last year, which we all know here in San Diego, but he's a six-time All-Star. He has two gold gloves. He has one platinum gold glove. He's had four top five finishes in MVP voting, and he is um, he's going to need to get over 2,000 hits, 1,200 RBIs, and 1,200 runs. Uh, Matt Snyder is saying that he's going to get him in the Hall of Fame. But here is where Matt Snyder thinks that he is a surefire Hall of Famer is if he gets to the 400 Homer Club. And Manny Machado, I know he passed a milestone this year against, uh, I can't remember exactly what milestone it was, but I'm trying to look up quickly his career home runs. Uh, he has hit 313 home runs in his career. So if he hits another 87 home runs over the final, I don't know, 
like seven, eight years of his career, he'll be able to get over the 400 mark. But Matt Snyder is saying if he gets there, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame for sure. And I don't disagree with that at all. 400 home runs is something he can do in the next two seasons, possibly the next three seasons. But he's uh, definitely a guy who's going to be able to reach that as long as nothing catastrophic happens, knock on all the wood in this room. Uh, He's got 1,737 hits, too. So he's closing in on that 2,000. And his RBI, he needs about 200 plus, 260 maybe RBIs to get to that 1,200 mark. But all of those numbers are are really reachable for Manny. And I, I think that he's going to come back and he's going to be ready to go this year. I think uh, Manny is, is motivated. He's got to be motivated. This last year was just not good for anyone at all. And it's 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 something that I don't think sit, sits well with him at all. And in just the short times that I've sat down with Manny Machado, I haven't actually sat down with him. But when he comes and does interviews and I get to like hang around and talk with him a little bit, he does seem like a very motivated guy. And so I feel like his goals are going to be to get back to that MVP type caliber season uh, this year. Random Ham says, even on this list, Manny can't get ahead of Nolan Arenado. I know, Random Ham. I know, Random Ham. Number seven, Garrett Cole. Pitcher for the Yankees. I'm not going to go through the rest of these. I just wanted to get to Manny Machado, but Jose Altuve is on the list. Aaron Judge is on the list. Aaron Judge is on the list because he's probably going to hit a bunch of home runs, and he's also a very good player, uh, but he's there. And then Kenley Jansen is the final one on the list. I'm trying to look at some of the others. Uh, I guess Trey Turner was just outside the top ten. Uh, Jacob DeGrom just outside the top 10. Chris Sale's an interesting one to me because when I think Chris Sale, the pitcher, I think, all right, he's a good pitcher, but he never, ever finishes a season. So it's going to be hard to get to the Hall of Fame if you can't finish a season. He only threw 100 innings, 102 and two-thirds innings last year. So every time I see Chris Sale's name and stuff, I, I kind of take a step back just because of how many games he has missed. You're listening to the Scraby Show here on 97.3 The Fan, and uh, I'm trying to look through the chat and see if there's anything good. I mean, there's always something good. They're saying free Scraby. Um, my man Manny can make it into the Hall of Fame from Castro. I think uh, I think we all feel the same way. All right, that's it for that conversation. I'm still taking heat. It's crazy. I'm still taking heat for the Brock Purdy stuff. I don't know, like, why people think Brock Purdy is not as good as uh, not as good as Josh Allen, but I, I'm gonna let the talk, the let the 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 playing do the talking is what I'm trying to say. Because Yvette said earlier that I'm gonna be crying after the 49ers lose to the Packers on Saturday, which isn't gonna happen. When you when you're talking about a when you're talking about a great quarterback, I took this list as who right now in their seasons has played the best. And so Josh Allen is not even in the MVP conversation. Brock Purdy was in the MVP conversation until the end. Lamar Jackson, to me, is clear MVP. He also beat Brock Purdy head-to-head in their game. So I think that Lamar Jackson at number one is an easy number one. But where I go with Mahomes, I know that Patrick Mahomes is great, but I really, really want to see... Uh, him play on the road this weekend because surprisingly and insanely enough, he has never played a road game in the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes. And I want to see what he could do. Now, is it going to change a lot? 
I don't think it's going to change a ton. But playing on the road in the playoffs is definitely a lot more difficult than playing at home because of all everything that goes into playing on the road, especially when fans are pumped up, ready to go for a playoff run. I think I, I really I just I just think uh, Patrick Mahomes needs to prove it. It's kind of crazy I'm saying this actually now that I'm saying it out loud to myself. Uh, he needs to prove that he could play on the road in the playoffs for me to put him a little bit higher. And you could say the same thing for me with Brock Purdy. He needs to prove it, um, but he will. He's going to prove it this weekend. Josh Allen, though, at number four, I think is the good spot. He, as I said earlier, his turnovers concern me. His turnovers really concern me. And he has some of the most game-breaking turnovers that you can have in the NFL right now where they're driving down the field, they're ready to score. They're going to win the game, and he ends up throwing a, an interception in the end zone, or he fumbles the ball trying to make something else happen. That is why I ranked Josh Allen all the way at the bottom. Uh, Evan says, imagine your football team leaving your city. My football team did leave my city. San Francisco 49ers moved to Santa Clara. So I know that's not the same, but it is still a drive, and it is uh, it is still it still hurts my family because my family had season tickets to the 49ers when they were in San Francisco. They moved down to Santa Clara and they charge an arm and a leg just for the seat license. And I know no one's really listening right now for a seat license talk about the 49ers stadium, but you know it's uh, it's the Scraby Show. It's six fifty three, and I think it's time for the daily gripe, which came into me or came to me last night when I was driving home. And the daily gripe is something I'm going to be doing at the end of the show, which just is you know small things that annoy me throughout the day, small things that annoy me throughout my life. And so last night I was driving home, and I know I complain a lot about driving and things that happen while driving, but I think people's headlights are far too bright these days. I got pretty bright headlights, but if if I don't think that they're blinding people and I think people are also driving with brights on because some of these headlights when they come up behind you and they get in your mirrors, it's almost like it's almost like a police car pulling up behind you with that floodlight that just like blinds you from behind. Also when they're coming at you, it's hard to see. And I know I'm sounding like an old person right now, but I don't know if is there anyone out there that agrees with me that headlights are just way too bright these days? And saying that out loud makes me feel like I'm a 90-year-old man. It really does. But I do feel like this is an issue, and I do feel like it affects people driving home because when you can't see and when you're driving in the rain or something like that, those headlights magnify and they take it away they take your ability to see away at night and i'm a good driver i believe i'm a good driver i uh, i don't speed or anything like that but i find it really really difficult to see through some of these lights okay thank you for agreeing with me on the chat uh vet totally 100% castro no scraby i agree with you and mckee those new headlights plus rain at night equals so dangerous uh keen you can thank lexus for the led headlights uh, Diesel, I just finished installing some bright, super bright headlights a few minutes ago, but I go off-roading and driving the snow quite often in the winter when I go bored, uh, so it's a must for me. I understand that, Diesel. I do. Evan, yeah, San Diego drivers using brights is haze level. I don't even know what that means, haze level one. Also, Tesla lights are unbearable. Tesla lights are unbearable. Keen says, bro, everyone hates the headlights. Wow. I didn't, I didn't realize that everybody was with me on this one, and I didn't sound like I was 90 years old. 
So thank you, Keen, for saying that. Uh, the headlights are a problem. We should band together and we should get like a headlight ban or something like that and get it together and go and present it to the city and say, I can't see when I get home or going home. And I've already ruined the whole thing I was doing because I'm obviously not going to be taking this to the city. But thank you very, very much for listening to The Scraby Show. Thank you for listening to Gwen and Chris, Ben and Woods, Annie and Elston. Tomorrow we are back and we are going to be having a countdown. We're also going to, I'm sure, talk about the NFL playoffs and they're going to rip me a little bit about my Brock Purdy pick. But we will be back tomorrow and I will be back for The Scraby Show tomorrow night starting at 6 p.m. Appreciate you all for listening. Please reach out to me at Matt Scraby on uh, social media. Tell me what you think and jump in the chat tomorrow night on YouTube. Have a good night, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.